Hi there, this is the Reverend Michael Lowry, pastor of East Congregational United Church of Christ in Concord, New Hampshire. And this is Love to Tell the Story. It was one of the first really nice afternoons we'd had that spring. Sunny and very warm, but with a brisk breeze coming off the ocean. It was the kind of day that lends itself to just about every possibility. Every possibility, that is, except for work. So like the two kids that we were, on this particular afternoon, together with my eldest son, Jake, who was about six or seven years old at the time, I seized the opportunity to steal away for a couple of hours and go to a beach near to where we were living at the time so that we could fly his kite. Now, speaking as one who has seen a few good kite-flying days in his time, let me just tell you here that this was one of the great ones. No sooner than our toes had hit the sand, we found winds strong enough to easily carry Jake's kite high over the ocean, using up every yard of kite string we had in the process. And even then, the kite was tugging hard at our arms for even more height. This particular kite, as I recall, was shaped as kind of a cross between a shark and a huge black raven. So not only was it extremely cool, it also made for quite an imposing sight to behold up there over the ocean. And it seemed to us as though that kite would fly there forever. But of course it didn't. Without warning, the wind began to die and the kite took a sudden nosedive towards the water. Between Jake and myself, mostly Jake, truth be told, we tried every trick we knew to keep that kite aloft, but it was to no avail. Nearly as quickly as it had been lofted to the skies, our little kite crashed right into the surf and it disappeared under the waves. Just like that, it was all over. So of course, we did the only thing we could do under the circumstances. We started to reel in the string, hoping that the kite hadn't been too damaged in the fall. Truthfully, I didn't hold much hope for the kite's survival. The surf that day, as I recall, was pretty intense. And besides, as we slowly pulled up string, we were also yanking up seaweed and grass from the bottom of the ocean, which was most definitely not a good sign. And when the kite finally did emerge from the water, it was all wet, sandy, all tangled up in string. And I couldn't quite tell, but from a distance, it even looked as though one of the stays had broken. So there was no way this kite was ever going to fly again. All that was left for us to do now was go and survey the damage. But then an amazing thing happened. All of a sudden, the wind picked up again and caught up the kite, its raven's wings popping to life like a sail billowing out, and, and up it flew. It wasn't broken after all. In fact, without any effort on our parts, that kite flew as high and as strong as it had before, all the while drying in the warmth of the sun and on the rush of the wind. I know, it was just a kite, simply a kid's toy. But in its own way, it was a surprising, mysterious, glorious sight, one that neither Jake or I have ever forgotten. The wind blows where it chooses. Jesus once explained that to a man named Nicodemus, a man who had come to him under the cover of darkness so that they could talk together about the wonders of God and the mysteries of faith. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit.
I've always loved that verse, because this truly is how God comes to us, isn't it? As the saying goes, God works in mysterious ways. But moreover, God works from directions we least expect, and with a power that amazes us in its scope and, in, and intensity. So often we find ourselves pulled into the tide of life's uncertainties and tragedies, and we're torn asunder by things we can't control, things like illness and grief, the injustices of a world that is wholly unfair in its dealings, the effects of an unexpected and most certainly unwanted pandemic, just to name a few. And we go into a free fall, and on the way down, we, we get hurt, and we're broken. And in the aftermath of it all, we seriously wonder if we can ever possibly fly again. These are among the worst moments of life, to be sure. But so often it's in moments such as these that in some incredible and mysterious way, God comes to us, carrying us up out of the turmoil in which we've been caught, untangling our confusion and drying our tears so that once again we can fly free with a sense of wholeness and and with a renewed hope and true joy for living. Here in New Hampshire, spring is earnestly moving towards summer. Not even these strange days of quarantine can keep that from happening. And though these days I'm living quite a few miles away from the ocean, I'm still reminded, most especially right now as the day and season of Pentecost has come, of just how much God's own Holy Spirit moves amidst the changing tides of creation and how it works in and through the tumult of our daily lives. The Spirit has come, beloved. It is our gift from an infinitely loving God, and it's a wonderful reminder that whatever happens today, whatever challenges we face, whatever moments there may be of free-falling in our lives, there is always going to be a breeze in the air, a breeze that seeks to blow in and through our very souls, if we can only open ourselves to the gentle rush of that spirit, who knows? Maybe this will be the day we truly fly free and strong. I hope and I pray that today will be that day for you. And with that, friends, we're at the end of another episode of Love to Tell the Story. This is Michael Lowry, and I do thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless you with a great day every day. Talk to you soon. <music>